1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Live from Las Vegas, sports talk, hot takes, and all of the bangers, Lindsey Brown and Adrian Hernandez, the playmakers. This is Jim Rome with an Odyssey Sports Minute. Did you really Whoa. think that the double chance? Jimmy, were going you already had your
0: time, bro.
3: Oh my goodness! Just people trying to take away our airspace, guys. I know we got a limited edition of the Playmakers Day, so we cannot, we cannot spare a moment of time to Jim Rome or anybody else. But uh, we're
4: not in the jungle, Jim. It's our time now. That's
3: right. That's right. The Playmakers are here. People, rejoice. It's always something Give yourself intense. a pat on the back for just getting here because sometimes we just need to celebrate the existence of ourselves. And uh, as I mentioned, we'll be just existing here on the airwaves for an hour today. Adrian, what do you have to go do?
4: I uh I well now I have some <laughs> the the if plan you mind of me what asking I' asking
3: on radio
4: well no I I had errands to run it and uh. things to prepare but then uh, the, listen people out on the streets you say it as we close out every show every damn show I'd like to start it now uh because unfortunately my baby mom my son got into a car accident oh so I'm off to Summerlin Hospital after the show they're okay Everybody's precaution good. and everything but just be safe out on the streets the heat is getting to everyone in a in a lot of ways so just be safe out there
3: making a light. And maybe getting your getting to your destination two minutes early isn't worth your life, or possibly disrupting/slash ending somebody else's. That's why I close the show each and every day with "Use your blinkers," because people are dying out there, and that's a fact. And we don't talk about that like very often about how many people are lost to like motor vehicle deaths each year, and then specifically in our community here in Las Vegas, which I have found to be borderline psychotic when it comes to driving. And I don't feel bad saying that.
4: Well, no, I, I and I kind of feel left giggling, but it's like, yo. A U-turn is not the worst thing in the world. I
3: can count at least three cars that I've seen run through red lights in the last 24 hours.
4: That's it's it's amazing. Shout out to Uber and Lyft drivers who post they they just their videos and their account of just another day on the 15th. Right. And what's going on.
3: Everybody's just doing whatever the hell that they wanna do because they can. And I got to be honest, I mean, we have similar energy here on The Playmakers, but here's the deal. We have, like, boundaries. We can only go so far. There's only, you know, two or three words that I cannot say on here, but those two or three, like, if you if you go into those waters, there's no wingies to help you.
4: Yeah, shout out to George Carlin. Yeah, a couple seriously, words you can't though. Say. seriously, though.
3: Seriously, though. Great documentary. A uh, little mini-series on HBO about George Carlin. You watched it? Oh, it was phenomenal? Oh, yeah. I've been a huge fan of George Carlin for, for many a year, but in terms of the... Kind of comprehensive look at his entire career. I, I forget about all of his early work before he kind of came into his own voice and, and, and like you said, the, the, the deadly words and, and, and just railing against the establishment and, and everything in our society. But he was very, you know, I wear the, the tuxedo and I'm, hey guys, you know, I'm here to tell some jokes and, and just like what the evolution is as entertainers and, um,
4: thank God personalities. for YouTube.
3: Yeah. Seriously though. Seriously though. But George Carlin, one of our, um, one of the best of us, I think.
4: One of our forefathers of using words and just yeah. speaking to public, whether in a comedy sense or just in general, and for sure. And speaking
3: truth to power, to be honest. And, and, and so, I mean, I that's where I, I think I I take a lot of my beats from George of just trying to be, you know, not on anybody's side, really, honestly. That nobody nobody is is safe from getting ripped.
4: Hundred percent. He also caused me to get in trouble in school a lot because he yeah. did a bit on hats. I'm like, why do we wear hats here? But then we go to church and then yes. the priest has a hat, but then we can't wear hats.
3: Deconstructing <laughs> our social norms. There's nothing yeah. better. There is truly nothing better than illuminating just how dumb some of the things that we do just because everybody says that we're supposed to do
4: them. And he was one of the best at it. And so I'm happy. I haven't watched the documentary yet. And to be honest, I was kind of off on Judge uh, Judge Epitau, who was the yeah. director of it, when he tweeted out he's that a, like-
3: he's a, he's <laughs> hit or miss for me right now you know what i Will mean Smith
4: should be charged for murder and Correct. then he got they asked him about it on his press store and he doubled down so i was like oh man come on not george carlin no i really want to know about this guy because he's one of the goats so luckily it was still good uh, I'll, I'll be sure to check it out this weekend hopefully
3: yeah but uh he, he certainly is an example to make sure that you know your audience and when certain lines can be crossed because like i said there's just some social rules that we typically like to follow around or at least we start to look at people a little bit differently when they don't, and I last night, I mean, I, I feel like kind of a rebel, Adrian, because I was doing what what Jay Love, our our colleague here at at, at Odyssey, who who runs Mix ninety four saying you were doing that on a school night. I was like, yeah, damn right, I was, because I had myself a hell of a time last night, and Let's I figured. Go. Since you're basically taking the wheel for this entire hour, let's make it about me first and then <laughs> I'll let you land the ship, you know?
4: It's time for Badass Brown. Yep. It's time Badass for Brown. the can opener.
3: I call it the Vegas goodbye. I, I'm sure people have, have um, happened on to this definition or to this like particular song and dance that I'm, I'm about to detail here, but I, I'm officially going to say that it's called the Vegas goodbye because there's... So many reasons why it kicks ass to live here, Adrian. Driving is usually not one of them.
4: Yeah, that's one of the negatives. But, but still. our
3: access to you know the entertainment capital of the world comes with some perks, right? And I'm not just talking about perks where we get free tickets because I paid for my ticket last night. and I mean I paid. Engineer Dan paid for my ticket. I have to pay him back because so I went with him and and a, a few of his friends, and it was this dubstep show. Don't know who it was. Still, <laughs> still to this, I, still to this moment, because you know, less than uh, twenty four hours ago, I was literally headbanging, just having a, a grand old time. But it was at this venue downtown called Disco Pussy. I'd never been down there. I've walked by there about ten thousand times because I've just, it's just I've, one of those places I frequented. Near yeah. I've even been to the that that Evil Knievel's pies spot. Yeah, I had, legendary. Dude, I had pizza before we went in. First of all, next level move. Second of all, best pizza experience I've had in Las Vegas since moving here. I'm not joking. And I've been in there before. Granted, intoxicated at the time. Probably wasn't really paying attention as much. And when it's 3 a.m. on a Saturday, it tends to be a little bit more frequently visited. And so the waiting time was a little bit different. But it was such a cool little venue. It looks like a giant, you know, octopus is in the middle of the the bar. And it has like the outstretched tentacles and a disco ball. And there's the stage. And it's like in a room. And so it, it was so loud. Um, I, I think, you know, 100, 100 and something people are in there. It wasn't like an actual venue. It was more like a room. But I love shows like that where it's like super intimate and you don't have to wait 10 hours to get a drink.
4: Yeah, let, let's be let's be clear and let, let's set this in stone. Intimate concerts over T-Mobile Arena or festivals.
3: I See, I don't know. Like, it depends on what the experience you're looking for, right? Because... I was saying this to to Dan last night as we were out. I'm I'm like, I don't know who these people are, and there's a certain like, um, charm to that experience. But it also is kind of hard dance. Like I dance the whole time. Like I'm in movement the whole time to keep up with beats that you don't necessarily know or are familiar with. And especially with like dubstep, it's like all of it's heavy.
4: And <laughs> that so it's must just have been like, which one's the
3: heaviest part? And then it'll like stop for like two seconds, like, and it's heavy again. You know, and it's just. And then there's something about going to shows where it's somebody that you know or that you love and that you're just, like, in it and everything else. But I was full-blown engrossed in whatever that was last night. And I just had such a great time. I'm so glad that I went. And the Vegas goodbye part is you get up, you dress to your nines, which I wear my skeleton suit, which – by far, I I I could wear the dress that Kim Kardashian wore, the Marilyn Monroe dress to the to the Met Gala. I wouldn't get as many compliments as I get when I wear my skeleton suit. I, I've I've given up on all of their outfits. I might as well just live in it because I don't know if it's because it's like a colorful skeleton or because it looks like there's like blood coming out of like different like it looks like you're bleeding and stuff like that. I get. So many compliments. All of them are women. Even the people at the gas station, the cashier's like, I love your outfit. Even the woman was picking up water. She goes, you look super cute right now. I'm like, thank you. I got hyped up by this group of women that were doing a pub crawl as we were leaving. They're like, (laughs) I wish I had your finger. I'm like, my God, this is the best day
4: of all time. Let's go. I love it. Yeah, no, it's definitely like it's a conversation starter.
3: Yeah, well, it's just if you're trying, but you're not trying too hard and you're not trying to like, it's a different type of attention beacon, right? I'm not here for the goodies. I'm here to be a good time.
4: No, 100%. And then, I, and which is which is why I was wondering, like, if you were going hard dancing the whole time, yep. like, I assume Dan and the homies, like, oh, all this all is out. their guy. So, like, when I don't they even kind think of like, wait guy, a minute. I don't
3: even know if it was their guy, but they, we were all vibing. We were all vibing. And the thing is, too, like, when I have to wear, like, a romper, you know, a nice outfit because you're trying to look a little more socially acceptable, you know? It's not supposed to be cute. We're out there to headbang, guys. So, I'm wearing my... I'm wearing my Nike undershorts and my sports bra because I'm not here to play. And then I wear my 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 Converse shoes because it's my rule whenever I go out that I have to be wearing shoes that I can run away in without having any trouble. Yeah, you or, never know.
4: And it can get stepped on or correct. whatever the case. Correct, correct. And it's so I
3: literally, I'm just like, I sweat my ass off. Like hair down to start with so I can get the full spectrum of the hair, just everything. And then you put it up later on. I'm just like, I probably look like an absolute rat right now. But I'm fine with it because I'm having such a great time. I feel great. I don't have, like, a bra with wires, like, going into my body or feel like I have to suck in because I have to be skinny. Like, it's just I love being able to feel free and and with that because there's just so many ways I feel like I kind of have to prop myself up with personality-wise and just the way I am. And so it's just kind of nice to undo the camouflage and then for people to be so positive. That's why I like um, EDM so much in general. It doesn't matter if it's house or dubstep or whatever. Like I saw people exchanging, you know, the the candy outside, which is like we hold hands and then we have the bracelets and we have like, you know, make the heart. We call it the it's the plur thing. This is just some Tuesday night. But that's the community. And like that's just like the, the music and and it's i not think too the cool generation exactly everybody everybody is like genuinely i think invested in having a good time and trying not to ruin it for other people if not enhancing it right those are two different things but and i just don't feel like that's the same in most other concerts or even just most other social situations if you're like i just want to do what i want and i don't care who who's gets in my way or whatever like people are just very cognizant
4: yeah well you bring that up and, and, and no offense to dom cuz he's not here to defend himself but i'm like yo if i want to go to a concert i'm going with you lindsay Cause we're gonna yeah. be in there dancing. Hell yeah! Dom's gonna be in the back. Yep. Just chilling.
3: And that's it. You can't take yourself too seriously, and and there's just, I, and maybe it's a generational thing too with our age and and, and Gen Z and and younger, where we all kind of realize what kind of world we're in, and so when we have these moments of escape, like why police yourself more? Why go the half mile instead of the full way? Like, why not wear the nipple pasties? Like, let's just go the whole the whole nine yards, and and look for a chiropractor adjustment later on in the week because you were your spine was just too
4: bent. And in, in that escape and like what's going on in the world, like people seek that a lot. Like mm-hmm. for for a lot of and this is weird to say now because of what happened in Astro World, but like with me in hip hop, one of the things that was cool to see was Travis Scott or even Machine Gun Kelly, who put so much into their performance Mm -hmm. and, like, making it a show and kind of making it, like, no, 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 no. It's like a
3: contagious energy. Yeah, I'm not going to
4: play this song until we got a mosh pit or we got the energy. And, of course, Travis would jump up on speakers and kind of make it, like, like he's in the WWE jumping off the ladders and things like that. But it just gives off that vibe of, like, we're here to quote-unquote rage and we're here to have a good time, which is welcoming. Like, that and the other thing I love about hip-hop, which was an observation that, I took my sister once to to Summer Jam in New York City. It's iconic. My sister barely knows anything about hip-hop. She is a music director that has been playing classical instruments. Yeah. The one thing that she noticed that she loves, she's like, you know, hip-hop is has the only fan base that loves to be old because when the DJ says... Anybody from the 90s, you want to hear some very Biggie? That's true. Everyone's like, yeah, I was here for that's it. That's
3: true. Ageism is not really a thing in hip hop. It's more of like it's a classic. There's a, there's a respect level for it. And that's where there's these little mini communities and these little mini rules or acceptabilities in music. And it's just that's what that's what life's about, like honestly. How, how many other places can you think of at the top of your head where people are that harmonious with each other in a, in a particular moment? No, honestly, in in our world today, sporting events, it's gone because we're going to get pissed about the ref. Like there's just no there's there's such an absence of negative energy as long as it's a responsible type of festival. And and the artists themselves, like you said,
4: for sports, it has to be the Golden Knights story, which is unheard of where it's the first year. And obviously things happened around this community that we needed that. Or if your team hasn't won in years. Other than that,
3: but then there's that's Minnesota Vikings fans. But then we're like. They're not going to do Jack Squat because we know we've seen how many heartbreak endings.
4: Yeah, yeah. We don't look at yeah. like this it, it, concert's is mean. going to be like, good until you have to like
3: go into it with no expectations and then just like be blown away. Like that's very rare considering how much time we spend just planning, thinking about what's going to happen and, and everything else. But in terms of like the Vegas goodbye that I keep getting away from, um, because I told this to the cashier when we were checking out because I got it icy at like two in the morning, obviously, because that was so vibes, necessary. badass brown. <laughs> yep, yep, cherry icy for me. Um, Go to the show. You, you get dressed to the nines. You're who knows who's in there if they're on vacation if they live here or whatever. You go for an hour hour and a half. You k peace out, and you get home. I'm like you, you. That's the best thing about Vegas. I'm like yeah. The show didn't. We didn't get into the show until eleven. But you know what? My ass was home by two. And you know my job is pretty nice where I don't have to. Technically, I could show up at two fifty nine and be okay. But I don't.
4: Please don't. Yeah, please don't.
3: <laughs> but like. How many other places can I just, like, go casually see, you know, a a dubstep show? Or when I saw it, I, I I was telling Dan, like, the night before the first ever Playmakers show, I was at Brooklyn Bowl, a bowling alley on the strip, and I was within 10 feet of Tom Morello shredding. 24 hours after he an- they announced that Rage was going to do Coachella. Now that Coachella was canceled. But I'm just like, Tom Morello is in front of me. And in less than 24 hours, my ass is making my radio debut. Like, where else is this happening?
4: Nowhere else in the, nowhere nowhere else else in the, in world. the world. Nowhere no.
3: else in the world. And so I- I'm like, that's where yesterday I like, I was tired. But life is now. Life is happening now. So even if I go and literally break my back for an hour, hour and a half, at least I went and I did it. And I was in my full My full mode, and then I can just completely detach. Like, we can go into Vegas vacation mode anytime we want. I love that. And go
4: in Sahara in five minutes. It's
3: time to let loose, guys. Guess what? And then, whenever you go up to like pay for something, be like, I'm a local. I'd be like, I'm going to give you a more of a tip ah, these guys these a-holes they're just the worst yeah or it's, get, like, it's like you're part of the club you know? right or get yeah. the free
4: parking for three hours so yeah. just dip in and dip out oh, and plus... no we didn't
3: even do the free parking like we're parking on the side streets so i'm like okay but
4: even <laughs> then even then like it's a tuesday night traffic isn't crazy no. so it's like it was no great. and it the juxtaposition of you going out there and by the way you were worried when you because your birthday and you're like i'm in my 30s now and i like i don't want to seem old and like i'm yeah. still gonna do all these things Lindsay, badass brown is still here I've gotten
3: gotten over that, or at least I'm I'm very close of getting over that because it's just, I don't know, because I I generally don't care what other people think about me, but I care about what I think about me, and so if I get it into my head that, like, I'm not supposed to be doing something or if it's not proper or something like that, it'll take me a while to deconstruct it, and that's certainly something where it's just like, oh, am I going to be able to go to the festivals? Like, is this going to be weird? I'm like, well, even if it is weird, who cares? Like, it makes you happy. I'm probably not going to be able to do it as long as I used to. Like, I was... I can tell now my, my the way that I gauge if I have a good time because I have these like got these goggles that um that are, you know the the weird ones where it turns into like basically uh, I forget how that how to describe it but they're rave goggles they make your eyes bug out and stuff like that and they're really heavy and so I know when I'm having a good time when I have bruises on my collarbone because it was hitting up and down on it because I was jumping so much or moving so much. So I I have some pain today.
4: No, you you love to see it. Got the workout in. You got the good vibes. Exactly.
3: It is a workout.
4: Once the music hits, all that, it's the music takes everything away. And on the flip side, I'm over here watching a polar bear documentary from Disney with my son.
3: (laughs) That's right. We didn't (laughs) even get to that part of this particular segment.
4: We don't really even... Look... I, there, there's a couple thoughts, okay, and I wrote notes and it's very serious. First and foremost, don't give any
3: context. Literally, just read what you wrote. Yeah,
4: shame on male polar bears. <laughs> Be there for your family as a father. The dramatic music and the and the 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 thought that now in the Arctic, the animals and the the things that these polar bears can eat aren't there, so now they're hunting little children. Oh, oh I, in, in one of the notes, I just have so many thoughts. Please don't judge me. Lindsay, there was a scene that involved one of the panda bears going on the edge of a cliff because the birds that are in the Arctic go there to stay away from the rest of the animals to yeah. patch their stuff. This polar bear went rock climbing. It was nuts. And thankfully, it stayed alive. But in my head, I'm like, you know, I want a realistic animal documentary where it's only 15 minutes where this polar bear falls off because I have no idea with how big it is, how it's on the rock, or just like an animal in the jungle and the dude's talking and then out of nowhere, excuse me, very passionate about this. Very, very passionate. Where an alligator just comes out of the water and just eats it and it's like, yeah, this is the end. This is the jungle. Um, Polar bears learning to swim. Adorable. (laughs) Polar bear males stalking families that, like I said, don't have a father in them. And stalking them to hunt them down and the little ones' food is disgusting. I am abhorrently disappointed in some of these polar bears. Things are dire, but there just has to be another way. Oh, so many notes. Uh, in a hooray how moment, how dare you
3: abandon your family? I'm pretty sure there's probably an evolutionary reason why, because the polar bears would probably fight each other if they were hanging around each other for a long time.
4: I guess so. In they're, a hooray. they're very
3: solitary beings because there's not that much food to go around, so we can't hunt in packs.
4: Yeah. In a hooray moment, uh, somehow hooray. a whale. It, it was. It was a good moment. <laughs> oh, there's
3: a dead whale. They had that. Oh, they had synergy of the show. Hell
4: yeah! Uh, so I put somehow a whale that had passed away. Uh, rest in peace. Okay, so then the (laughs) whale came to shore, and they feasted on it after having to break the skin of the whale, and then they talked about how this whale will feed them for a very long time, like a buffet, but in my head, like, doesn't whale, like, wouldn't the food go bad at a certain point?
3: Like, they don't have the same expiration dates as we do. They can probably eat dead flesh.
4: Oh, okay.
3: If if there are scavenging animals, like hyenas, sharks, stuff like that, where they're they're kind of solo hunters. The evolution. Because food is so scarce, their bodies have evolved to be able to eat spoiled meat.
4: Awesome. Well, let's go real quick with these last three notes. Um, (laughs) I forgot to mention. uh, So it was a mom and it was a a brother and sister, right? Bear? Yeah. All all panda bears. Um, Polar bears. Polar bears, excuse me. Panda bears tonight with my son. Let's go. Um, Shortly after the son dies, (laughs) Um, the daughter then later on jumps into the water and comes back on the ice. And the mom gives a head nod and just dips and says, you're on your own, basically. And why is this a thing? Family is important. (laughs) Stay with your tribe and build a legacy.
3: Find your tribe.
4: So this poor girl doesn't see another polar bear for three years. By the way, the budget on these movies that they can just follow a polar bear for its entire existence is crazy. This massive bear finds her and she gets happy, but then realizes, oh, no, once again, these male polar bears... It's hungry and it's going to eat me. They show this bear following her for four days. They finally get close to each other. She's being protective. But they hang out for three days. It's adorable. They have sex. And then he dips. He dips. He has the daughter. The movie ends with the daughter becoming a mom, having a daughter. And I'm like, this isn't cute. She's just going to leave her in a few months. That's how
3: it works. They got to learn how to survive. On a
4: serious note, though, the film ends with a message that was kind of shocking. It says the Arctic could be ice free by the summer of 2040. The actions we take today can positively change the future of polar bears. It was scary to think about. Uh, We talked before the show, like the ground was literally melting because of the heat. So like, you know what I mean? Be cautious out there. And uh, if you have Disney Plus, go ahead and watch it. It's cute. Yeah. What a difference of a night. (laughs)
3: It was two very contrasting existences. That is the Playmakers. That's our MO. Um, and we only have an hour of a show today. So we need to move on, get into a little bit more of a serious topic. NBA Finals Game 3 live from Boston on the slate tonight. Adrian's key to the game and other things on the way. 1140 to the bet.
1: Adrian Hernandez and Lindsey Brown. The Playmakers, exclusively on 1140 The Bet.
3: You better bring this drop up. It's too dirty not to. You gotta leave it. Ba,
1: ba, 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 ba. Good vibes.
3: Yup.
4: I always love a new rejoiner,
3: Lindsay. I do as well. Grizz bringing us good vibes. Because that's where we're at. You watch, you know, all the consequences of our actions and the impact it has on the polar bears and their environment. And I had uh, mostly a, a borderline decapitation last night. But you know what? Two hours, quick little workout. Headbangers. Didn't get to the rail, but got damn close. It was too loud. I was like, I need to save this hearing. Because, you know, I for my business.
4: It's kind of important.
3: We got to keep the ears and the throat clear.
4: No, uh, 100%. Um, are you ready to?
3: I'm so ready. To I'm, talk about some sports. Let's talk about like all of the hamburger buns apparently being dyed green in the TD Garden for tonight's game 3. Did you see that?
4: Even the hamburger yeah, buns? Yeah, yeah,
3: they either that or expiration date has passed.
4: It's honestly <laughs> it's honestly impressive how insufferable Boston sports
3: the worst.
4: The worst. Like what? What am I? I'm, I'm a Cavs fan now, so like they're wine and gold. So I, I want some. I want some gold plated fries, please. Is the game. Is that the next evolution <laughs> in the arena experience? Only if you get
3: them on Burberry Street.
4: Yeah. Oh boy, Boston. Uh, they're gonna need some good energy in a memorable night tonight. Um, game three, just in a few hours. So um, I figured let's talk about some keys to the game, at least from my perspective. I like it. First and foremost, uh, the decision-making for Boston. The easiest thing to point to is the turnovers that Boston had in Game 2. 19 turnovers led to 33 points for for Golden State. The careless basketball against a defense that already makes it difficult isn't going to cut it. Um, Also, we're in the NBA Finals. They have been playing basketball for how many months? There was a lot of situations, like for example, There was a bounce pass that Marcus Smart made that was supposed to go to Jason Tatum. They weren't in sync, so the ball just went directly to a Golden State Warrior. Some of those things, like, that can't be happening. It happened against Miami, and it happened against Golden State right here, and that you guys need to be in sync. You can't shoot yourselves in the foot. And some other things, like, there was an inbounds play. We're right off the jump, Al Horford is guarding Steph Curry. That is the that is the number one thing. Wait, you it, don't want that? You do not want Al Horford on Steph Curry. It might happen because of a switch, but to before the play, before don't the want ref. You heavy
3: boots on the guy that literally doesn't stop moving. It
4: was like one of those moments like shocked. What are you doing? Like things like that, all those points, it adds up. You cannot do that, especially when you're having difficulty scoring.
3: Do you think that's just inexperience or that that the moment's a little big for him? Or do you think that that's going to change now that they're on home court? Because sometimes it just gets loud in there, you know, and Uh, that's how you get get discombobulated. uh,
4: To be honest, I think it may be a little bit of exhaustion and what comes with that in terms of the mental of look. Playing bear, back how can to back, I bear down on yeah. every single
3: thing. You can't.
4: Yeah, back to back seven game series, and then just facing the Golden State motion offense and the way that they move and a lot of st- thinking, Steph, and all these stuff, things like that. So they need to, to. They can't give them free points. It's difficult enough to guard them when you're running back and they can do whatever they want. That that's that's a no go. Um, on the flip side, though, for Golden State, uh, I don't need you to get cute. It's happened. All right. The intensity, the engagement, the conviction that Golden State had in game two, we didn't see until earlier on uh, in the Dallas series. And tumble
3: class, though, is that still on? We still need Draymond leading tumble class, or does that need Yo, to be dampened a little bit?
4: I, it's so crazy that Steph Curry has averaged over 30 points in these past two games. And for someone who is only averaging like six, five, and three to be dominating the conversation of these finals with Draymond Green. Yeah. Whether it's the tumble gymnastics, his post-game press conference, the kerfuffles, which we'll get to. But, to but that's exc-
3: exactly kind of the recipe for success for them, right, is, is keep the pressure, keep the spotlight on Draymond and just let these guys do what they do and work under the radar.
4: And, uh, and 100% – and the big thing, and we, we talked about it after game two, that everyone's going to point to is, like, he – They switched. They moved him from Al Horford to Jalen Brown, Mm
5: -hmm. and
4: Jalen Brown had 17 points, but he had it on 17 shots. But the other thing about that is that Draymond is such a good defender. He's basically like a cornerback in terms of, oh, you can't pass the ball on this side of the field. He has it locked down. Mm -hmm. Where they're having Draymond on the weak side be able to take away half of the court. Yeah. And then the the other three. He's in their head. Yeah, he's in their head. He's taking away half of the court which then allows the rest of Golden State's great defense to pinch in.
3: And simplify. And
4: take these lanes away and take everything out. And also, like, it wasn't just that he that he guarded Jalen Brown. He was on Tatum at times. He was on Horford. He was on Marcus Smart. He was switching in and out, and he didn't care. There was times where he was trapping and double-teaming, and he was forcing, like, like this theory and this thing that we've talked about throughout the play, playoffs that Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum don't have a dribble. So if you bring pressure on them, sometimes they're going to turn the ball over like they did in game two. Draymond knows that, and he's forcing pressure, and he doesn't care. What, are you going to pass it to Al Horford or Robert Williams at the three? Yeah,
3: beat us that way by all means. Go yeah, ahead.
4: Yeah, so that defense, it, it, it was on point, but it hasn't been there a lot throughout the playoffs. Game two, it was a do-or-die situation for Golden State. They didn't want to go down 0-2. I want to see if they keep that up here in game three. Um, and I wonder on the- if
3: Draymond can get to his peak energy in TD Garden because like, there's, a such, there's such a thing of, of him getting riled up in the wrong way. And if you're, on the, if you're on the road in Boston, you know there's going to be a lot of chatter. And there's, not, there's no one that has better um, exemplified I an mean, ability to rise above that. But you're only as good as your latest game, and your latest game is today.
4: Yeah, and, and, you know, he's kind of welcomed it. I remember yeah. game six in uh, in, in Memphis where he's like – But what if he like, gets an
3: early tech or, you know, something like that or he gets too many fouls and then all of a sudden we got to mess with the rotation and stuff like that, you know?
4: <laughs> Linz, it's like he gets a tech and he's like, okay, well, now I'm comfortable because now I can do what I want. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. Um, On the flip side, though, for Boston, to me it's where are you going to find the pressure point because when they played Milwaukee, Milwaukee sold out and they did not let them get anything in the paint. Miami was the opposite. They didn't want to get threes. But Boston counteracted and said, no, we're going to drive to the paint. We talked about it after game two. In two games in this series, Boston has only gotten 14 attempts at the rim. That made the offense stagnant. And to me, the number one key and the person I'm looking for to kind of get penetration against his defense is Marcus Smart. Look, last game, he went one for six. He only had two points. So he was he gave them nothing. That cannot happen because when he's, when he's playing the point guard, and he's activated and running downhill and getting into the lane, and he's able to kick out to Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, that's what leads to Al Horford being open because you're forcing Golden State to rotate and you're forcing them to move around. If everyone is by the three-point line, everyone is just chilling. And a lot of people were like, How does Al Horford only have four points? Because everyone's by the three-point line, and what do you you think he's going to just cross over somebody? No, he's a center. He can shoot decently from three. He made all those baskets in game one because they were open, because they went small and they were able to get into the lane and find different outlets. If you're saying stagnant, and I'm telling you Draymond's taking half of the court and the other team, they're pinching in and they're taking away these lanes and the hesitation, there was a lot of times in game two where that split-second hesitation – Allowed Golden State to recover, so that lane that you thought you had mm-hmm. was not there. So the decision making needs to be faster, and I'm looking for Marcus Smart to make a huge difference. Uh, and then Game Four, you talked about the tumble classes. I am interested to see what the referees do and mm-hmm. how they're going to kind of handle this game after Steve Jabby. Steve Jabby, excuse me, on the Steve ABC, Jobs, <laughs> Steve Jabby <laughs> on the ABC broadcast was like, "Yeah, to be honest." We didn't want to give him a tech because we didn't want him to get ejected, and referees do think like that, and they have that philosophy. If
3: they have fouls for ga- for guys um, hitting down an automatic right to the basket, right, we're gonna have referees that want to make sure we have the best personalities and the best product in the game, right?
4: It's fair. So, I hate it, but it's 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 that's real. the way it is. Yeah,
3: and the game's better for it.
4: I, you hate to hear it if you're if you're going. It's just like Draymond; everybody hates him unless he's on your team. Correct. And that type of philosophy. So I, I want to see um, for the refs and see how they're gonna gonna manage this game. And then my final point: if you want it, prove it. Boston hasn't lost back to back games in the playoffs this entire run. This will be their first finals game in a decade. They're making their hamburgers green, whatever, <laughs> whatever that means. And on the flip side, for Golden State, I said that at the beginning. They came out with an intensity and a purpose and they knew how important game two was. And they defend it started on the defense. They were dictating how this game was going to be played and forcing Boston to do what they wanted on the defensive end. And that just opened up everything else. And I'm going to be very honest. Boston in game one went on a 40 to 16 run in the fourth quarter. That's a historic has never happened in the finals before. And they went on a 17-0 run. If you look at these two games, Golden State has dominated this series. So I'm looking to see what adjustments, how they're going to get these pressure points, and just step up and be smart with the basketball to see. Because to me, this is a do-or-die situation. Trista was on point yesterday where it kind of seems like Golden State has been doing their thing, and this series might be done quickly.
3: Yep. Game three underway, 6 p.m. Pacific on ABC Uh Go Warriors.
4: Mike Breen's back, by the way. The return Yay! of the Bay. hey
3: that is good. That is good. Almost back to full strength. All right. Jack Del Rio. What an
0: idiot.
2: for details. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. shopify.com slash odysseypodcast.
1: yeah, yeah.
4: scoochie what's up buddy? Yeah. Yellow everything this time you know what i'm talking about yellow rims yellow up. big booty yellow bones
1: <laughs> lindsey brown and adrian Y'all hernandez Y'all look, the
4: playmakers Y'all look, Y'all look, exclusively
1: on 1140
3: the bet god i love gucci man
4: Lindsay, if we're gonna have to talk about this idiot to close out the show right? life's about balance so here's the positivity Dude,
3: what a great <laughs> banger Gucci Mane, Gorilla Zoe, right in that wheelhouse of the late aughts. You know, it was probably the last time that Jack Del Rio was relevant, right?
4: <laughs> Talk about it. I mean,
3: I know he was the head coach here the Raiders, but that's not exactly like the most awesome of jobs or at least the last couple guys who have held it haven't been the best dudes. And that's the thing about people. They reveal themselves to be who they are if you just look hard enough or really not that hard enough. It's just we or choose just their, not to pay attention.
4: Yeah, just their Twitter account and their right? likes.
3: Right. And, um, you know, I, people who listen to our program here know how we feel about most things. It, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to figure that out. And, and, and we know what happened on uh, January 6th. And so earlier today, just Jack, Jack thought this is the time. This is the d- time to discuss this as, a, as the defensive coordinate, coordinator of the Washington Commanders that you we know to be the beacon of moral authority in the NFL, especially these days, decided to, you know what, let's talk about this.
5: I'm just expressing myself. And uh, I think we all as Americans have the right to express ourselves, especially if you're being respectful. I'm being respectful. I just asked a simple question. Really, did I – Let's get right down to it. What did I ask? A simple question. Why are we not looking into those things? If we're going to talk about it, why are we not looking into those things? Because it's kind of hard for me to say, I can realistically look at it. I see the images on TV. People's livelihoods are being destroyed. Businesses are being burned down. No problem. And then we have a dust-up at the Capitol well, there are no- nothing burned down and we're not gonna talk about we're gonna make that a major deal I just think it kind of two standards and if we apply the same standard and we're gonna be reasonable with each other let's have a discussion that's all it was let's have a discussion we're Americans let's talk it through I'm for I'm for us you know
2: hmm.
5: having a great opportunity to have a fulfilled life uh, like I said, every way, every which way I can, when I'm here, it's about love and respect. Hmm. Huh. Interesting.
3: Yeah, you know, for certain peoples. Um, and those discussions that we're having, you know, like the the discussions that the Washington football uh, commanders, or whatever the hell their name is, who cares, uh, are, are having about their new stadium, right? Because they, they want a new stadium. Um, after these comments that Jack made today, leaders uh, of government in Virginia and and wherever else that property that they purchased. Yeah. They don't want to meet anymore because you guys want to do business with us, but guess what? You're a crappy business. You guys keep proving time and time again that you not only can't really distinct distinguish between right and wrong, but when you do, you choose the bad option. And so the whole thing, well, we're the only NFL team here. So you have to do business with us. How about no? No. How about no? And so an hour ago, Jack taking the most integral, respectful, prestigious platforms, the Notes app on your iPhone. The Notes app. The Notes Notes app. app. He tweets this out. I made comments earlier today in referencing the attack that took place on the United States Capitol on January 6, 2021, referencing that situation as a dust-up was irresponsible and negligent, and I am sorry. I stand by my comments uh, condemning violence in communities across the country. I say that while also expressing my support as an American citizen for a peaceful protest in our country. (laughs) I have fully supported all peaceful protests in America I love, respect, and support all of my fellow coaches, players, and staff and, that I work with, and I respect their views and opinions.
4: And, and if you're wondering why, like the media was asking Jack Del Rio, was because on some he responded to a tweet saying that there's hearings today about January 6th where he basically said with the same exact verbatim of the audio that we played. And, and I'm glad he clarified that a, a dust-up apparently to him is that people storming one of the most powerful buildings in our country and interrupting the electoral process, you know. That's just a dust-up, Lindsay. How
3: many law enforcement members lost their lives because of that?
4: Five Capitol police officers oh, right. died in the days and weeks after the riot. Four Trump supporters as well died as well. Oh yeah, and by the way, Lindsay, remember their whole plan that they wanted to kidnap the vice president that's of right. our country they were and then kill Hankin? him,
3: weren't they? Yeah, yeah. dustup yeah. though. and then we had the, the threats against like AOC and Pelosi, and regardless, like where you fall on the aisle, usually like making death threats against your political opponents usually doesn't scream patriot to me.
4: All buildings matter.
3: No, it does. Especially ha- these buildings, the McDonald's and the Ace Harbor. You know, Minneapolis, my community,
4: Your targets was on fire. Your targets. And you
3: know what that target did? They stole Legos. They, they restocked it the next day, and they said, you know what? We're here to serve the community, and we're not going to leave because it's bigger than what is shown. And if you don't remember about all those apparently non-peaceful protests that went on in my home state and my hometown, there were people driving in from out of state to mess with them and to make— specifically black people look like they were starting stuff up
4: oh you mean like the precinct the precinct that the the dude from the right wing extremist set on fire that's
3: right from from himself from the inside and then the police blamed it entirely on the the people outside and then we almost had that 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 truck you know drive into people as they were protesting on the bridge and then that that wasn't a complete like disaster and a half
4: so you mean to tell me kind of like earlier a few years ago in Ferguson where a whole bunch of people that weren't from that community came in to make people look bad or throughout the country
3: right Right. And to be honest, you know, the, the election that we're so mad about, I, I definitely would put on the same uh, plane as as the murder of someone on the street while people are watching it happen unjustly. With Lynch. George Floyd, with Philando Castile, with 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 Michael Brown, with with how many people. And that's the thing, like. We're not here to politically grandstand, even though, that's what we kind of just did, but it's just they aren't the same. And to equate them, I mean, that's the tactic, right? That's the tactic. It's to minimize and 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 to camouflage and shield people away from accountability. It's that entitlement all... we were talking all about. That toxic white masculinity. Jack Del Rio is absolutely the mascot for that. Just today, we'll see what he has to do tomorrow with the other people. I mean, I'm sure Elon's got something on the schedule himself. But like, come on.
4: It, it, it's insane to me, and I'm like, how is this possible? And then I find out with these hearings. You know, on Fox News, which a lot of people have these thoughts frequent and watch a lot, like mm. it's it's Lots television of that they need. My loves
3: Fox News. Yeah,
4: twenty four seven. We're locked in. They got the app. They, they paid the for truth. the subscription. They're
3: covering these hearings, aren't they? Oh wait, no, they're no. not.
4: They put it on Fox Business if you oh, have that channel. Oh, that's
3: right. It's not a legitimate <laughs> inquiry, even though it's a bipartisan one.
4: Yeah, man. It, uh, it's it's amazing even after he got fired after that Monday night football game here in well not here in Oakland at the time in twenty seventeen. At
3: the time he didn't really deserve to get fired.
4: It's it's
3: but if this was the way that he is, like I can't
4: How has he not alienated the roster? You
3: know that he has. But that's where I was talking to you about this earlier. Like it's a survival tactic to be able to sniff out people and what they are and what they believe without actually having them tell you, right? Like that's how we that's how we can figure out. I can figure out within a minute if if this is a person that I need to be around or not. Now, sometimes if I find them to be a good person, I'll overly trust them. But we know the signs. We know about the anxiety, about the pit in your stomach, about the uncomfortability, about you all of a sudden being a lot more quiet than usual around certain types of people, and you're just I can't tell why. Your body can. Your brain just hasn't caught up yet, and you can't say. That with people with personalities like these, even though if they can get it together in front of public places, which clearly is not the case, that that's the power dynamic that gets us in trouble. Because what can they say? How I, What? What has he said in front of people that have that has made them feel a certain type of way? And what have any of us said that? But there are there's a difference between people who are trying to check themselves before they wreck themselves, and people that just say what they want and say what they believe because it, it doesn't matter. For anyone else because my belief my freedom is the most important
4: and before we get out of here we'll remind you we're only doing a one-hour show so tomorrow we'll be back three to five was like thank god yeah yeah dodgers a uh, pregame leave. against the white Sox starts at four um i just i'm jack del rio it's it's baffling for you to avoid and act like this violent temper tantrum because you guys lost well, an election. Rivera?
3: Where's Rivera?
4: He said everyone's entitled to their own opinion.
3: Yeah. Well, you know what? Guess where that football team's going? Nowhere fast.
4: It, it, it's probably why he was hired because of everything he's been through what, in his personal enabler? life. Yeah. To be a, no, to be a shield of like, yeah, but we're not going to go too hard on him yeah. and press him because of what's happened in his life. Like mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. It's like you kind of have to go through that to be a commander's every a, day. Sh- yeah. We haven't even talked about Deshaun Watson because this idiot. Like this is we nuts. We need more. We
3: need more time to talk about Deshaun
4: Watson. <laughs> it's crazy. Every day with these Commanders, there's always a story. Yeah, every Who's, day. Like
3: honestly, that, that's her, I saw somebody tweet where it was like, "Oh, the the Cleveland Browns are showing us exactly what the wor- what it means to be the worst franchise in sports." And then Jack Del Rio says, "Hold my beer."
4: A hundred percent.
3: What a thing to compete with or compete in in this day and age. The NFL guys yeah. are
4: killing it right now. Right.
3: So happy for them. I wonder if they need to update their sexual assault policy. You think? Yeah, maybe. I wonder if your team is gonna do the right thing. They have an out.
4: I wonder if the league is too.
3: Mm, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's the fact because Houston has helped him along this process allegedly, or just because uh, it's a massive big cover up. But either way, just an hour today, you lucky ducks. We'll be back in 24 hours. Thank you to Adrian. Thank you to everyone who's showing up. Please be well to each other, mostly to yourselves. Use your blinkers because people are dying out there. And otherwise, enjoy the abyss that is your life. 22 hours. We all back.
4: Beat the house and bet on Hauser. I'm Joe Ostrowski here to help you beat the books with BetQL. The Brewers will get a.